The truth can be ugly. But as a taxpaying citizen, you have the right to know what is happening in your government. For your ticket to the undisclosed news, stories, and information ignored by big media, this is Backroom Access with your host, Jeff Kaysen. Jeff Kaysen. Hello, friends and patriots, and welcome to another episode of Backroom Access. I'm your host, Jeff Kaysen, and I want to thank you for stopping by today. Before I get started, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Texas Scorecard. They're sponsoring this episode, and I want to invite you to visit them at texasscorecard.com, where you'll find tons of great audio and video content that will help you to be informed, to be empowered, and to be engaged. Well, this week, in light of the current performance so far in this 88th legislative session, I've been asking myself, is Texas really as conservative as people think we are? Are we really as red as we imagine? When you, when you look at the behavior and voting records of the current Republicans in Austin, it's hard to get there to the answer of yes, we are conservative. Sometimes you need to seek out opinions from others to bring clarity to issues or events that on the surface really don't make much sense. So this week, I decided to invite one of the most conservative people I know to add some perspective and clarity to this topic. My predecessor in House District 92, former Texas State Rep, Jonathan Stickland. Now it's time to welcome our special guest to Backroom Access. Access. Jonathan, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you. I appreciate your time. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Jeff. Thanks for having me back on. Well, Jonathan, uh, the reason I wanted to invite you back to Backroom Access is because there's been a topic on my mind that's really been kind of uh, nagging at me for quite some time, uh, especially with the 88th session now in full swing and watching the priorities that are being uh, set up and and the attention paid to them uh, really being in, um, seems like direct opposition to the RPT priorities that uh, the people of Texas have put forth. But I've, I've been asking myself a question, and that question is, is Texas really as conservative and red as people think it is? And right. so I thought about you and I thought, wow, you spent eight years as a former state representative in uh, Austin. And mm-hmm. you, you've got a long track record uh, of, of rock solid conservatism. So I wanted to invite you back because I noticed a uh, in the past day or two, there's been some articles that have been published uh, on the Daily Wire, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's not a publication that I follow uh, religiously, but I ran across some articles that uh, were talking uh, about the state houses across the nation and Wyoming in particular uh, voting down school choice, and it looks like we're not the only ones, Texans for fiscal responsibility and, and people like us that are following 
the voting records of of politicians that go go to the state house there 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 are other organizations across the country that are following voting records in state houses all across the US as well and it looks like they're coming up with the same results that we come up with that uh, yeah. you know these these Republicans that run and, and say, hey, I'm conservative, they get in and then they don't act like conservatives. So I wanted to get your, right. your perspective on this and, and what you yeah. think about the landscape out there. Well, I think it's interesting, Jeff. I'm going to answer your question or address your, um, your thought here in two different ways. I think the people of Texas, the average Texan, if you went and grabbed a random stranger, a sample of 100 strangers, in Texas and ask them questions about where they stood, what they believe in their principles, this is a red state. This is a um, a state where people in general want to be left alone. Uh, they want low taxes. They want low regulations. Um, these are mainly Christian conservative folks. But when you start looking at the results and the legislature and the elected officials, it starts to change dramatically. And I'll give you, a, for instance, a school choice issue, which is really being played out across the entire nation in different states and, and you know, uh, here in Texas as well. Over 80% of Republican primary voters um, in the last two years said that they want school choice. They want parents to be able to decide to decide where their children go to school and that the money should follow the kids and not the systems um, of the traditional public school system. Yet it goes down on a floor test vote uh, just the other day in the Texas House. Um, And you wonder, now, how can that be? Over 80% of Republicans say that they support it. We've got a Republican-controlled Texas House of Representatives and it goes down. And, and the numbers were, were pretty bad um, on it going down. And this is, Jeff, I have to tell you, I think it's because of two main things. We have an uneducated um, voter class in Texas. They don't know what's actually happening. And we do not have an engaged uh, citizenry. Now, let they me, are let- not... Let me jump in. When you say uneducated, yeah. you're you're talking about basically low information, uh, not up on, on the policies and the and the. That's uh, correct. Issues. And and yes, and we've got a whole political class filled with what I call rhinos, um, folks who campaign as a conservative, as Republicans, but then they go down and they vote with the Democrats, and that's what I mean by uneducated. Mm-hmm. They do. They are falling for political rhetoric instead of looking at the actual results. People don't understand these, these folks are voting on hundreds of issues. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Every single two years down in Austin and they have a record and you can't just believe what these people say or what they put on a political mailer or send to you in an email. If anything happens in Texas politics, it is because of Republicans. Democrats don't have the majority on anything. Republicans are in control of the Texas House, the Texas Senate, every single statewide elected official. They are in charge um, of appointing all the positions across the state. And uh, we, we are in control of the judicial branch with the Supreme Court. So anything that happens has to be blamed or has to be given credit 
to the Republicans. And Jeff, you can just look at simple things like the Texas budget. Um, when I started running for uh, Texas politics, the budget right before I got there was about $170 billion. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was the state all in budget. They just voted a couple of days ago for over $302 billion. That's in 10 years, Jeff. Last session. And that is under complete Republican control. Last session. It's almost double. Right. And in last session, 87th session, if my memory serves me correctly, wasn't the budget like 250 to $60 billion? Yes. Somewhere, somewhere around there. So, you got to add in the supplemental and, and some other stuff. But- Yes, I mean we are now over three hundred billion dollars, which was just approved. I believe that all but um, one. I, I think there were two Republicans that voted against the budget. Two conservatives who said no. Mm-hmm. Everybody else said, "Yeah, that's fine." Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's such a disconnect from the average Texan out there who's looking at inflation, and every time they go to the grocery store, the bill is going through the roof, and rents are going up, and um, interest rates are going up. Like we're on the on the brink of some serious issues with our economy that everyday Texans are feeling, and we've got these Republican, I would say rhinos, down in Austin spending money like it's going out of style. Well, I mean, there's not one area of the budget that these people have not um, voted to give more money to. Right. Well, John- and this, these are not conservative ideals. So to, to, to address your question or your premise at the beginning of this, is Texas a red state? I think the people um, are red. I think the representation is been blue. Well, Jonathan, I, 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 I can agree with you on that. The rep- representation is blue, but the, the, the bizarre thing about it is when – a lot of these so-called Republicans go to the state house for their first and second terms. They act like they're conservative and they're Republican, but their their yep. their scores continually go down after they get there. And there's there's a a darker side of the the picture that people really don't see, and they don't see it oftentimes because they don't have those connections or or the ability to see it, or they just don't care because they're not doing their homework, and that that's why right. we have low information voters. But the darker side of this is, <clears throat> excuse me, the darker side is there's a system in place in Austin, as you well know, and you know for eight years I watched you get attacked you know, day in and day out. And, and the system is go along to get along. Okay. It's, it's a punishment and reward system. And you go down there and you fall in line. You go down there and leadership expects you to, you know, march to their drumbeat, not to the drumbeat of the voters, the citizens that hired these people to go down there. And Mm -hmm. therein lies a big part of that problem and so you, you've, you've got the, the people that may go down there with good intentions and, and pure, pure intentions to begin with, but then once they get there, they sell out, whether they sell out yeah. un, unknowingly or, you know, unwillingly, knowing, hey, I've got to sell out in order to, you know, go along to get yes. along. Um, how do you fix that problem? How do you bridge well, that I, gap? I, yes, and, and there's definitely the good old boy system down there in Austin. And look. The left has built these institutions, which makes it easy for these guys um, to survive with growing government. 
um, just a couple of things like, you know, they've got traditional media sources, which parrot the leftist agenda and they support the bad guys. They give cover for the bad guys. They criticize the good guys. If you want to tell who a conservative is, then go to your mainstream media and see who they're criticizing. That's usually the good guy. So if, if you go down to Austin, maybe you have good intentions of being a conservative, but the establishment makes it easy for you to, to go with the leftist agenda. They'll cover for you with the fake news media. They have all these institutions like the Farm Bureau or the Association of Realtors, all these different um, things that have been co-opted by politicos to further the establishment cause. They have the lobbyists and the money, the special interest money lines up. If you play ball with them, if you sit down at their table, if you uh, do what you are told and, and quietly push their stuff, they raise millions of dollars for you. So re-election and good press and money to fill your campaign coffers flows very easily if you wanna be an establishment guy. Um, the one thing that the establishment cannot control is the people. And this is why our founding fathers, I believe, said the way for us to keep our constitutional republic and keep government smaller was uh, to have informed, responsible citizens. And so we can beat it, Jeff, but it's going. it takes an incredible amount of effort. It takes people being informed and know what's going on. If you are getting your information from traditional media sources, it's going to be bad. If you are listening to politicians and what they're saying about their performance or their priorities or their voting record, understand that's usually being paid for by lobbyists, special interests who are covering for them. So you're going to have to get past all of that stuff and become an informed citizen. That's the one thing that their money cannot buy. They cannot buy the people. And so we need people to take personal responsibility for being informed and to know what's really going on and not just being a low information voter. And that takes time and that takes energy and it's hard to do. Um, it is getting easier in some places. Luckily in Texas, we do have some groups um, who are not special interests and, and, and are fighting to um, protect the taxpayer and inform uh, the voters with truth, and that's groups like Texas Scorecard Media um, is a good place to get your news. Um, looking at groups like Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, True Texas Project, Texans for Strong Borders. If you do your research, there are groups out there that are getting past all the fluff from the establishment and getting down to brass tacks. And the citizens need to, to be getting information um, about who the good guys are and who the bad guys are and what's really happening from those sources. Otherwise, they're going to be fed bad information and uh, they're going to be taken advantage of because of it. Well, Jonathan, one of the things that I've noticed uh, over the over the last however many months or even couple of years are, are some fissures that have uh, generated with within the conservative movement in Texas, but also in other states as well. And my perception is that leadership, rhinos in particular, will will use those those uh, fractures uh, in in groups to, you know, more or less divide and conquer. Uh, is that sure. is that is that your perception? Do you do you see that happening oh, here in constantly. Texas? Constantly, I mean, look. Um, it's, you, you can tell when someone's being effective by how much the opposition is 
is screaming and yelling about it. Mm-hmm. But um, they love to divide and conquer. They love to single out um, groups or individuals or certain activists and separate them. Um, because when the grassroots come together based on conservative principles and not around just personalities, they can't be stopped. Right. So the other side will do absolutely everything they can to discredit that from happening or confusing folks. And a lot of times they'll, they'll try and distract them with fights that actually don't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. Or get them worried about something that is, you know, a little bit of a a tangent and not actually going to move the bar um, for conservative principles. So yes, there's a constant flow of people trying to get distracted and, and that's why I tell folks, like, um, when when you are involved in politics, your number one thing is you need to be getting truthful information, and then you need to be focused on principles first and not personalities. Mm-hmm. Most of these politicians, uh, the one thing that most of them have in common is, is they're charming to a certain degree. There's something that's likable about them, okay? Mm-hmm. And every single politician I know, no matter where they are on the ideological spectrum, uh, would much rather have a friend than a politically aligned ally, okay? Because a friend can go with you when you're wheeling and dealing. A friend can go with you when you maybe turn your back on your principal. A friend, like, they want to have that emotional connection with folks and not just have it based on results. Right, right. So well, conservative activists, the best thing they can do is make sure they're getting good information, and that they're not doing anything on a personal basis. You do the right thing, you get rewarded. You do the bad thing, you get punished. Right. That's well, That should be our attitude towards everyone. Well, one of the things when I went down, as you well know, uh, serving after you left uh, in House District mm-hmm. 92, one of, the, one of the things or the two things that were paramount for me was accountability and transparency. And there were a yep. number of people that worked in fact, even coming to the Capitol office uh, to make sure that I was being transparent and they were holding me accountable. And I really appreciated that. The problem is voters need to understand these are our employees. Okay. They, they work for us. Our tax dollars pay for them to be there and they are our employees. They are public servants and they serve us. It's not the other way around. Uh, And, and so, you know, when you look out across the national landscape and you look at what the Biden administration has done to this country in the last two years, we're in serious trouble. And uh, I think people yes. are starting to wake up now. But often, very often, people will reach out to me and say, well, why haven't we been able to affect more change and, and, and get more conservative policies passed over these last 20 years? And I've explained to them it's because we send the wrong people down there to do the job for us. We hire the wrong people or we keep rehiring yep. the wrong people. And so yep. we, we've, we've got to change that. And, you know, the old adage, you know, freedom isn't free. Uh, it's really getting to a point now that, that everyone has to engage. And, and this may not be the shtick. At that, every level. You're, you're absolutely right, Jeff. Yeah. At every level. And, you know, you look at simple things like the congressional um approval rating across this nation is like less than 15%. Less than 15% of people think that Congress is doing a good job, but 98% of the congressional people are going to get reelected in their own district. Right. And that's just a symptom of, Oh, well, Congress is bad, but my guy's good. 
And That's it's ex- like, well, yep. but is he? You know, like where are you where are you getting that information? What are you basing that on? Usually it's it's on an emotional feeling instead of his actual voting record. And um, you know, this doesn't just play out in DC, it doesn't just play out in Austin. Uh, some of the biggest problems we face right now, Jeff, are at the local school boards and the city council races and county government. And when we start looking at how few people actually vote and participate in those elections, I mean, you know, there's one here in my hometown in, in Parker County right now, a little small school district out here is looking to to bring on $140 million in local debt. $140 million a 30-year term where we're going to be paying even more than that in interest, okay? And it may or may not be a good idea, but you know how many people are going to vote in that election, Jeff? No. Less than less than 2,000. Less than 2,000 people are going to decide over $140 million in further debt. And this is playing, playing out across the whole state and certainly the country. So we desperately need, to your point, Jeff, um, we need people to get involved. Everyone can sense something is wrong. Um, What do we do about it? You need to find good sources of truth and you need to be informed and you need to be um, looking at the facts and doing something about it. And and some of this is going to require some of the folks listening to stand up and run for some of these positions. Well, I have had people contact me recently, and and it seems like there there are uh, those folks out there that are wanting to step up and engage and run for political office. And uh, you're absolutely right. That's that's what it's going to take is is people waking up. And you know, holding people accountable isn't comfortable, especially when you don't right. know them all that well. Uh, to call them out, call them on the carpet, so to speak. It's it's not a comfortable feeling. It's not it's not something that everybody likes to do. Confrontation is not everybody's thing. Um, I'm sure. not afraid of confrontation. You're not afraid of confrontation. But I would say, knowing you as long and as well as I do, and myself, confrontation isn't something we relish. It's not it's not like a blood sport that we just can't wait to engage in. But it's right. something that has to be done. It's no different than going it hunting does. without bullets. I, I, I think every, yeah, I think everyone would prefer to get stuff done with honey, but I've been I've been doing this political thing for over 10 years now. And and my experience is 99 uh, percent of the elected officials um, only respond to vinegar and uh, they respond based on fear and pain mm-hmm. and confrontational politics works. Hopefully we can get to a point one day where people just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, but we're nowhere near that right now, Jeff. Well, one of the things, one of the things that is really an Achilles heel, uh, or maybe it's just a big excuse, is that when you look at the Republicans, they, they, they put so much importance on civility, playing nice, reaching across the aisle, working together with everybody. But again, right. as I mentioned a minute ago, Look at the national landscape. Look at what the Democrats have done to this country in two years. They've they've brought it yep. to its knees, Jonathan. And now with with all of these uh, these edicts that Biden's coming out with in in the next nine years, you know, uh, three fourths of all the cars sold in the country have to be or you know electric vehicles. Um, you know this this madness has got to stop, and we have to figure out how to wake up our Republican elected officials to the fact 
Going to Austin and giving away half the chairmanships to Democrats is not the answer to anything. And, and, That's correct. And, you know, part of the reason for that is because the people giving away the power, they're not true conservatives or Republicans. And that's the thing we have to wake people up to is, is that reality. Amen. So, Jonathan, hey, I, I appreciate you coming back on and giving me and, and the listeners your perspective about Texas. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's easy to get down in the dumps and, uh, you know, feel like, you know, all hope is lost. But I still feel like Texas is, is one of the last great uh, bastions of uh, conservatism. And we just have to help the voters uh, figure out how to um, engage and hold these people accountable. And I know you've been doing that and your team and um, I'm, I'm trying here at backroom access, but we got to keep talking about it and we got to keep putting out good, honest, uh, transparent information that that's verifiable and um, you know, people can actually use. So that's right. Thank you again for joining us. I, I look forward to having Always you back fun, again. Jeff. You're doing a great, you're doing a great job. We'll come back anytime you let me know. All right. I appreciate you. Thanks and take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, it's always a treat to speak with Jonathan Stickland because he brings a unique perspective to the conversation. Having served in the Texas house for eight years, he knows all the tricks and games that goes on and he's absolutely right. The voters have to become better informed in order to truly hold our elected public servants more accountable. And this goes for all levels of government, city councils, school boards, state, and federal. You don't need a degree. You don't need to be an attorney or business owner to serve and engage. You just need to understand and realize that our state and our country is at a crossroads today. Look around and you'll see the decline of the United States over the last two years. Is this what you want to leave your children and grandchildren? Freedom isn't free. This is your government. It is there to serve you, not to be served. Well, folks, thank you again for listening in this week. And don't forget to check out TexasScorecard.com. I wish you all a great week. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you again here at Backroom Access next week. May God bless you, and may God bless the great state of Texas. Until then. Thank you for listening to Backroom Access. And remember, remember. you deserve the truth about what is happening in your government. So stay informed and be empowered so you can engage in the process. For notes from today's show or to ask Jeff a question, please visit backroomaccess.com.